Akron and Black season two. No, I no, I feel like a corny ass nigga. That's fine. Like, no, I feel like a corny. No, it's fine. Hi guys, welcome back. <sighs> Let's just jump right into it. So the other night, we watched Tyler Perry's movie Fall from Grace. I'm it was so terrible. I'm so, I'm so depressed that I had to watch this shit. It was a really, we, I didn't like it. Like, well, we didn't like it. I definitely did not like it. There are various reasons as to why I, did, I didn't like the movie. Do you want to start or do you want me to go first? <clears throat> you know, I'll let you go. Because I okay. know when I go, I'm never going to stop. So I'll let you go. Wow. Makes more sense. Like the underdress a bunny. Yep. Makes more sense though. Okay. So when we watched, when we watched Fall from Grace, it was... I didn't have high expectations, let's be honest, mainly because of the fact that I don't think that Tyler Perry writes movies that are complex. I also do not think that he writes a proper plot, storyline, character development. And for some reason, he's like a... feel the Bible thumpers marching already. He's a huge fan of having a character, like, narrate the entire story throughout the movie. He's not the type of person who writes a film for you to be able to sit back and enjoy it and watch it play out which would mean that you would actually get to like you would actually get to enjoy watching the film overall and in this case it wasn't like that the entire movie I feel like almost what 90% of it was almost felt like it was narrated Um, on top of that I didn't feel like the female characters that he wrote were strong I felt like they were kind of wish-washy especially when it came to the attorney and the fact that she's somebody who doesn't actually go to trial she's somebody who pleads out she doesn't actually fight she doesn't have that experience and are we giving the shit movie away yeah we might as well no we might as well like it just, it just was not good it also was not well written the whole spoiler, we'll spoiler, alert, spoiler alert it's terrible the spoiler alert terrible that's all that matters <laughs> and you're right so here here was here was my thing if you were going to write about a female character and she is supposed to be a strong-willed intelligent attorney these bitches is never strong willed none of these bitches are strong willed in any of these movies you know what I said I was gonna you wait you said my I turn. could go first I was gonna wait my turn let me, let me shut up if you're going to write a film and the female character one of the female characters is supposed to be strong she's supposed to be intelligent she is supposed to have a passion about her but then you but then you end up writing a character that has absolutely no depth she's very one dimensional and it's just, it's just forced. The same thing goes for the other females that were written in the movie. It was kind of just, it was just, it was just re- really written half-ass. And I feel like, I feel like he doesn't care what he writes. Because I feel like if he actually cared what he was writing about, especially when it came to regards of writing about female characters, that he would actually have female writers who would work alongside him to create a dynamic script. From my personal opinion, I have only seen six Tyler Perry movies. The only one that I ever liked was his first one, which is Diary of a Mad Black Woman. We all liked that one because we, we didn't know nothing else. That's the only one that I liked. I didn't I don't like any of the other ones. No, including this one now I've seen seven. But I didn't I did not that's the only movie that I've liked. I do not think that he has evolved since that movie. I do not think that he has improved his writing skills since that movie. I do not think that he has improved his direction of how he writes. I don't think that he even does any form of research especially during some of those court scenes in Fall from Grace, which were terrible. And before anyone has anything to say, I actually do know somebody who works in the court system, so that was trash. Complete and utter trash. And the acting was actually very bad. (laughs) 
the acting was bad. It was poorly directed. It just it just didn't have any oomph to it. Like I could I could have probably fallen asleep, woken up, and still know what was going on. You're nicer to me. I just didn't like it. I think that he does a disservice to the way that he writes black women. I feel like he does a disservice to the way that he even writes black men. I just do not think that he knows how to be able to connect to these characters in a way that makes you care about them. When you watch a film and you get into a storyline or some type of plot or synopsis, most of the time you start to care because you either want to go for the heroine or sometimes you even like the villain and all these different things that are happening that make it dynamic and interesting and have layers. When characters actually have proper character development and then you have not only a well-written script, but then you have people who can execute that said script when it comes to actors and directors and all of those things, it comes together and then you have something that you actually enjoy like watching. Dexter. Dexter was a killer. Until that, those last seasons were terrible. Him. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying a couple of Exactly. Ones. But they made you care about him. Right. Even until the end, the show got shit. But they made you care about exactly where you actually sympathize with Dexter. Who Dexter was, yeah. Well, you sympathize with a character uh, who, who, who is crazy. Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Strong character development can completely change the way that a movie or a TV show runs. If you don't have either of those, good luck. But when you actually think about it, in the basis of actual TV and movies nowadays, most of them are heavily recycled anyway. So, sure. I just don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that Tyler Perry has a strong writing skill and I think that instead of him being able to branch out and to find individuals who actually could assist him to make his project so much better, especially when it comes to black cinema, he would actually be able to reach a whole new level of success. I just don't think he cares enough. Of course, I know people are going to disagree with me and that's perfectly fine. You're entitled to your opinion, but I it was it was really bad. Very bad. It was like watching The Young and the Whatless. For those who don't know, Young and the Wetless is Young and the Restless. Just, just in case, not everybody knows who Victor Newman is. Everybody knows who Victor Newman is. Every, everyone that grow up with their grandmother or mother or aunt or any woman knows who Victor Newman is. Victor Newman's a god. He's like a vampire, he doesn't die. I know. Anyway, that's, that's the way that I felt about it. I think, I think that overall he doesn't, he doesn't do a good job. They're so basic in the way of their context and so dramatic. It's just like, can't you just write a story and then take that story and evolve that story and give it life where it actually can like just become something so different? All this is is, oh my God, I can't believe you did this to me. Oh my God, I hate my daddy. All this other bullshit that has absolutely nothing to do with the film or any type of character development or plot development or just development period <laughs> instead you sit through a movie that is narrated to you the entire time it's fun and i'm done that's oh, all it. Done? yeah i'll let you go because i know you want to say something I, about I, it I, you know if i like i'm depressed that i had to watch this movie you can't be depressed over watching a film i, I just, you can just say that you're like distraught, emotionally no, distraught. No, depressed is the best word. You're so, out of um, frame. That's fine. No, it's not. That no, it's not. Can can you please come back in frame? You know what I look like. Yeah, but come back in frame. There you go. Go ahead. Oh lord. I like to lean in. I like. I'm a lean in type of guy. I like, I like to lean in. I'm a lean in. Okay, lean in. Do it. Okay, I'll fine, fine. Be be big headed. So. <laughs> Eyes all right. Okay. So. I'm like half your face is cut off. Uh, I don't even want to diss Tyler Perry anymore. I'm so. T okay, fine. Fine. Fuck it. Okay. 
Um, no, no, no. This is why. Because I made a promise with two of my friends in like 2000 and I don't know, 14, that I was never going to watch another Tyler Perry movie. I've talked about this on other shows, on podcasts. I've talked about this. I've talked about this. Mm-hmm. But let's bring it up on my own shit now. It's perfectly fine. Let's do it. So. Okay, I sat through Tyler Perry because you wanted to discuss this bullshit. So let's let's. So it's op- my fault. No, it's not. We agreed that we'd watch it so we could talk about it. You're right. You're right. That's fine. That's fine. I sat through it. I sat Thank through you. It. Okay, let me let me start off with the positive before I get to the negative. I feel like that's the best course of action because there is some positive here. Okay. One, I don't think Tyler Perry Tyler Perry is actually a bad writer i just think that he's a one-line writer he writes about one thing and one thing all the time right one dimensional one dimensional thank you for this oh my god i'm losing myself it's okay completely lost um for someone who's filming their own and creating their own television show tyler hire me you know um i just feel like fuck it okay um I want to congratulate Tyler Perry. I think that Tyler Perry as a businessman, I love him. I think that Tyler Perry as a businessman, being able to create his own thing, build it up over years from the theater into films at Lionsgate, being able to save his money, being able to create his own house, as he said, and his own table, right? In Atlanta, he has his own studio, first black man ever. Like Spike Lee tried to do it for years and couldn't. So... being able to get a bunch of black people jobs, being able to employ the underbelly of black Hollywood outside of, like, the main acts. You know, you got Taraji, this, this, this. Well, he did employ Taraji, but this... You know what I mean? Being I able to employ the... He's deaf comedy jam for actors. Just being able to take the underbelly of actors and give them a voice. I respect that. Love that from Tyler. All right. That was the shortest amount of accolades I've ever heard. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm interrupting you. Go ahead. I love Tyler Perry as a man. And I'm trying to be constructive. In the past, I've bashed him. I'm not going to bash him. I wasn't constructive all on what I said, I don't think. I think that I was just fed up. I'm trying to be constructive. I love Tyler Perry Mm -hmm. as a man. Fair enough. I don't like his work. I understand his work got him to where he is. I understand he has an audience of Bible, Belt overly religious I've said this a hundred times Tyler Perry bleeds to the insecurities of black women right it's it's the whole every story is the same this one's a bit different but the usual monologue for Tyler Perry is I'm a black woman I'm battered and beaten I have five kids I'm living on welfare and the man that's beating me I can't leave him but there's this good man in the church or the doctor or the lawyer. Basically, there's a man that's making six figures a year. All the usual suspects show yes. up. There's a man that's making six figures to a million dollars a year who is going to save me, even though I'm from a whole different economic class. Completely unrealistic shit. But I can't notice that the guy that's beating me is bad for me until I go to church, catch the Holy Ghost. Then I realize this man's bad for me. And then I can see the guy, mostly the light-skinned guy, behind the corner who's ready to save me, pick me up, put me into his mansion. I ain't paying no bills. And he's just going to take care of me and I sit back, right? Yeah. Like I said, he creates like this fantasy. Tyler Ferry bleeds to the insecurities 
a black woman, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Most no, there is something wrong with that because he like, hasn't developed since then. That is that is I'm, that's I'm what's wrong. That. Let me work. Okay, I'm just let me work. Okay, okay. There's, there's steps I'm moving. Okay. Now, my issue with Tyler Perry is this movie was different, but it had some aspects that were the same. It's I've said this a million times. Tyler Perry insults his audience. Instead of Tyler Perry directing a movie and just having it directed and filmed so well that you're able to get the point of what's happening, Tyler Perry has to have Medea or Cicely Tyson or the main character narrate the whole movie to you and tell you exactly <laughs> what's happening and give you the meaning behind the scene. It's like he insults, he insults the audience intelligence. Yeah. Like, he makes it seem like his black audience is nothing but morons and they can't get it, so he has to explain it to them to make sure they get it because or else th- these niggas will never get it, right? That's, that's, that's how I feel. I feel insulted. I feel fucking insulted. The thing about me with Tyler Perry is Tyler Perry is 15 or more movies in. If there was any other director who was 15 or more movies in and was making the same damn thing, we would be complaining. We, wouldn't, we, wouldn't, we would never want to see a movie. I understand he has a niche audience that keeps him funded, that built his whole studio, and I'm happy for them. I'm not dissing Tyler Perry. I just want better. If Steven Spielberg was still making E.T., we'd be like, really? This is it? This is all you're going to make? Yep. But just plain and simple. Tyler Perry has more movies than some major directors and producers. I sure. And they're all the same. It's the same plot, the same cheesy dialogue the same slow-ass character development or no character development, this movie had a good twist. I'll say that. It, the twist was amazing. Okay, I'll give you that. But That's the, true. The, the acting was trash. Was the plot was typical. And, of course, it's a black woman. This one is a grown-ass woman who is being abused, taken advantage of. Her demise is always due to a black man, like every other movie. Usually, it's like, it's not that he's fucking you, but he gave you AIDS, he molested your daughter, <laughs> cheated on your sister, fucked your grandma, like, stole your money. This one, nigga stole her money. It's just, but it's always Most of the a... the grandmas, though. You forgot exa- that. No, I know, I know. It's always a black woman who is being controlled or manipulated or ruined by a black man. And, like, the thing about it is media creates reality. And people know this to be true. They don't want to believe it, but they know it's to be true, right? I grew up in the 90s on gangster hip-hop. It made everybody want to be a thug. We may not want to agree to it now, but it made everybody want to be a thug. I grew up around the time of Shatos, and I grew up in Brampton, which has a high Caribbean population. So you had all these first-generation kids wanted to be a gunman and a badman. So, like, it creates that... That's what media does. Media creates reality, right? So it's just like the same way how the Cosby show and Different World got a whole generation of black people in the 80s to want to go to school and want to be professional and want to build families. It's the same exact thing Tyler Perry is doing now. The same way how all the hood movies in the 90s had everybody wanting to sell weed and coke and be a blood and a crip. It's the same concept. It's just like, and I explain this all the time. I talk about Tyler Perry. Like, there's a, there's a group of women out there and I have met women like this who have never even met, like, a guy of a different race but think they're better and niggas ain't shit and this whole ideology. I'm not saying it's coming to Tyler Perry. I'm just saying Tyler Perry bleeds to this. Like, he adds to this notion and he makes it realistic. Now, I understand that Tyler Perry makes movies off his childhood experience that he saw his mom go through. I get it. But we're 15 movies in, bro. We're 15 movies in, bro. I understand that Tyler Perry makes movies off of real life scenarios people go through in life. 
But people, people, people are happy too. Like, I feel like Tyler Perry's movies are like a horror movie for like black men. Like people are happy too. You can't just show a Love Jones, a Loving Basketball. Issa Rae got her joint coming out. That's gonna be Photograph. nothing. Exactly. By the way, your comparison of saying that like it's a thing for like with the whole like with um like the Cosby's and all that kind of stuff in a different world, I wouldn't even say that Tyler Perry is doing anything beneficial like that because a different world. No, 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 I'm not saying he is. I'm not. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying a different world than the Cosby Show were impactful and inspired a generation. They were empowering. I'm saying media controls reality. So whatever the media is is going to inspire that generation. In the 80s, you had a different world than the Cosby show that inspired a generation okay. in a positive way. No, no, in the okay, 90s, I get it. you had all these gangster movies that inspired a generation in a negative way. And now with Tyler Perry, you got these movies. He's inspiring in a negative way. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. I'm okay, not, I'm not comparing the two. I thought you were comparing it. I'm I was not like, saying what? he's as like, big as no. Bill Cosby or as impactful as Spike Lee. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. fine. That's what I thought you were saying. No, and I was no, like, what? No, 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 no. We didn't say none of that shit. Like, I enjoyed the first couple movies because I didn't know, right? And when Tyler Perry first came out, we were coming off of every movie was about a white savior, like Dangerous Minds and Freedom Riders, or it was about a bunch of kids dancing to save the fucking rec center. So when he came in, it was interesting. It was like, okay, <laughs> this is different. It's a relationship movie. We didn't see it since like four years ago when they dropped Love Jones, Love and uh-huh. Basketball. And uh, sorry, Love and Basketball and Brown Sugar. So it was good. It was the, it was the mid, early 2000s. It hit and it was like, okay, there's something different. Let's see what it's about. But now it's like, bro, we get it. We get it. Like, yo, whoever hurt you or your mom, you need to get past that, bro. It's like a never-ending like, cycle we, of pain. We need, like, it's a whole thing. That's a dizzle. It's like a never-ending you know cycle Keep of pain. You know what? Keep the same content. Keep the same content if you want. Can I just have better character development? Can I have better plots? Can I have better camera angles? Something that simplistic. Better Can storytelling. Can I have better storytelling? Better dialogue? Just like, there's parts in it where the acting is so bad. In the beginning, his movies had a little bit of better acting because he had name actors in it. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? But, like, Shamar Moore was in every other one. Like, Idris Elba was in a couple. Also, like, better wigs. I'm sorry. If you're going to do costuming, at least make it believable. It looks like they just plopped it on the person's head, and then you're like, oh, my God, poor you. What is true? I'm not disrespecting that, but I hear you. I, I agree with you, actually. What, but, did you see what they look like in Fall from Grace? Like, come on. This is this. They is, make them look like they don't know how to take care of themselves. It's terrible. It's Atlanta. It's Atlanta. You just gotta take it for what it is. Atlanta has hair shows. That's bullshit. Yeah. Have you been to the hair shows? In That's Atlanta? not the Do point. Those wigs. I could have made that wig out of yarn. It looked terrible. I I'll say this. Right. I watched the movie. I'm not gonna sit out. I'm trying to. I'm trying not to diss Tyler Perry because I respect him as a black man. But it's just, you know what it is. I respect Tyler Perry as a black man, and I think it's okay for us to ask more of our creatives. I think when, when you are the minority in a society and you know that the people who have the power to create visions of you also have the power to change the way people see you and show the way you should be seen. That alone, I'm just asking for more of Tyler Perry. I think there are little black girls growing up who would like to see black love and not like this typical, the man whining and dimes you and then turns around and manipulates you and rapes you, molests your daughter, whatever the case is. Like, there's a whole generation. I understand your life wasn't shit. I get that. But there's a whole generation of young black girls who just want to see black love. Like, when we were growing up, it was, it was Will 
and um, Nia Long. What, what, yeah. what were these stuff? Yeah, from Fresh Prince. There was Dwayne and Whitley in a different world. Yeah. Like, like, just show us some black love, bro. Like, I, I'm tired of seeing, like, these, like, thrillers of black women going through, like, it's just hell. You know what's and, the best part about those love like stories, high school project. But the best part about those love stories is that there were still things that happened that would cause things to be dramatic and not always be funny. But then there was always them actually talking and working through something and actually being, like, in an actual yeah. relationship. Martin and Gina. And showing yeah. you that there was... It was healthy. And that they could actually talk to each other and work through things. That's, like, the one thing that is most noticeable that is lacking in his films is that it's always a fight. It is never anything about an actual relationship or having communication or being able to talk to one another and to just meet each other on a different level. It's never that. I think that's I think that that's actually terrible because it's it's it's, it's, it's misconstruing an entire image. It's a lot of things. It's, it's the same up. stereotype that all black men ain't, ain't shit. It's like it's like the same like this one didn't say it as good as the other ones did. But the was drama was the same. It was still it's there. The same, it's the same, like, you're not you're not intelligent enough to understand the plot, so I have to explain it to you. By having Instead a narrator narrate the, the entire thing. movie and get thing. the fucking plot. Like, it's just... it's My thing is this. You're 15 or so movies in. You built your own studio. You don't have to ask a white person for shit. You built your own table. They, they, they don't have to come around and give you white writers. Hire some female writers. If you're going to be writing from a, from a black female perspective, from black womanhood, which you always do, I understand you're writing from, from the perspective of your mother, but let's move on. I think let's move on. You've already retired Medea. Congratulations. Let's move on. Let's hire some black female writers. Let's get them in the room. Let's get a way better production crew. You have your own studio now. Let's film this a bit better. Let's, you don't write the dialogue at all. Let's get someone else to write the dialogue. You just produce the shit. Produce the shit. Get someone else to direct it. Get someone else to write the dialogue. Get 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 black women in the room to tell their own stories. In general, Update just have a shit. writer's room. Let's 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 do this fresh. I'm I'm not I don't want to diss him like that because I just feel like whatever I said has already been said. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've dissed him in the past and people can find that on the internet so it ain't nothing new out there. <laughs> but it's just like, let's let's move forward. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I could agree. The movie was so trash, I don't even really want to talk about it. It was that fucking trash. Like, there's nothing... I can't even say one thing good about the shit because I was annoyed the whole time. It was the same... The only good thing that you can mention is the fact that the twist was good. That was it. That's it. The it twist was, was probably twist. the most interesting because that was actually a good twist. It was a good twist. And... If he was able to actually hone his craft or get people who can actually write and be creative, that the, the actual movie probably had potential because of that one yeah, twist. You got Felicia Rashard. Don't be ruining her legacy, man. She don't, signed up for the movie all I on know, her own. I know. I know she did. Sadly, so, well, she need work, right? Bill Cosby fucked up her paychecks. I know. No so more residuals. Before this, she, she was chilling. No, Bill but Cosby I, I just... Paychecks, back to work. That was the only part of the movie was probably the twist, and that was the most entertaining thing. And then you were like, oh... And then it was over. Yeah. Bless you. Yeah, man. It just, it just, it just was not good. It just was not good. No, it just wasn't. It wasn't. And you know, man, if you want to like, watch it, go ahead. Oh God. You can let us know in the comments below if you guys watched it and, as and I said, what you think. My main perspective is not to do like Tyler pointing. I want Tyler Perry to do better. I am a black person. I am a retired fan i am somebody who you can retire as a fan his movies and black culture and i'm also someone where his movies and his image affect me and i just want him to 
do better. You said you write these all yourselves. That's it's obvious. that's horrible to hear because nobody writes obvious. anything themselves. It's also obvious. When I it is very obvious. When I was creating my show, I realized that I couldn't write from the perspective of a young Canadian Toronto Ganyan female. So I had to get a Ganyan person to write that perspective for me. And my show ended up way better. It's okay to ask for help. It's perfectly fine. That's what creatives are for. That's that's what it's all for. You don't have to keep all the money. You're already rich. It's fine. You can ask for help. <laughs> it, no, it, no, I'm being honest. It's dead ass fine. No, it's just funny you say it. It's like you're Sex. already rich. You're already rich. Yeah, you're already rich. You don't need the money. Like, like you, you got here. You proved your oh. point. Let's get some writers in, bro. Let's 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 fix this shit up. It's not too late. Let's listen. We let's already fix know it's never gonna happen though. He's made that very, very abundantly clear. never know. Clear. We got rid of Medea. I never thought that would happen. Like, so maybe, he's made it abundantly clear that he has no intention of doing that. Yeah, he did. He bragged about it like a dumbass. So. The fact that there's black women all over social media asking for you to not tell their stories anymore. There's also is, YouTube videos that are like over an hour long yeah, taking yeah. every single synopsis that he has ever done that are that is about black women broken down by young black women. Let's, let's not be one of those videos. No, I'm just saying. No, I'm just saying that that's what they've done because they're talking about but they do talk about the fact of what he's saying and say that's not who we are. Like, you need to bring in just, female black writers. All I'm saying is, is that that's happening. I don't give him any more time. Okay. I don't, I don't, I would, okay, I, I was just saying so that's what's happening. You said it first, and I just followed I'm up. I'm going to make you watch every Tyler Perry movie eventually, and we're going to sit down, and I'll make you suffer through all that I don't understand shit. why I need to. I've already seen seven. Because I'm petty, and I feel like you need to see more. You're ridiculous. That's how it is. I'm petty, man. I know you are. Like... See, this is the thing. What I do enjoy now is I enjoy what I like to call, like, I think we mentioned it in one of the old episodes, like the new black renaissance. Like, I like it. I, f I feel like when me and you were growing up, there was a black renaissance that we were a part of, so we didn't really, we didn't really appreciate it. You had Living yeah. Single. You had Martin. You had Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You had um, Family Matters. You had the Waynes Brothers. You had Sister Sister. And then, like, a couple years into the 2000s, you had Girlfriends. You had All of Us. You know what I mean? Like, one-on-one. -on -one. Like, there was yeah. there Moesha before that. Yeah. You had the Parkers in the early 2000s. Like, that was that black renaissance. Like, that, that 90s up until the early 2000s. Like, it was huge. You had movies that were showcasing black love. And you had movies that had the gangster shit. And, like, it was a mix. It was, it was a good, but it was a good mix. mix of everything. It was a mix, right? And I was just loving hip-hop. But... What I'm Still saying haven't is like, that. don't ever plan I, to. I like that there is a new black renaissance coming out. Like, I think I think what I've noticed is, um, back when we were coming up, a lot of the black movies that we love were written by white people, and we had no clue about that, with the exception of Spike Lee movies and Hughes Brothers and a couple others. Most of these movies were written by white people, and we didn't know that, right? But we we loved them the same. And then you get older and you realize, oh, this is a white savior complex. Oh, every single person in the hood is simplistic, except for this one person who's like the hood savior, who's the only person who can read and write and act right, and he has to lead the rest of the niggas to to to. He's amazing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like you have one person in the hood who's great. Everybody else is just a dumbass for some reason. Like these just like these immediate stereotypes, right? But it's just like I love the new black renaissance that's coming out. Like I think the first time I saw it was with like the movie Dare White People. Then there was, which there are people literally like, it's a university full of black people from all different walks of life, from different cultures, have different opinions, argue, debate. It's actually really, really well done. It is. And it's just, a, it's just like an intellectual black show that I love. Facts. I'm not going to go no deeper than that. 
Um, then you have like Issa Rae. I remember when I was in college and my homegirl put me on um, Awkward Black, Black Girl. Girl. And then it transferred over into Insecure. It took the same character and brought it across. And, like, yeah, we've had shows about, like, black female life. We had living single and girlfriends. But you never had, like, a monologue show that follows one black female and her friends and not just a collective of black, not a collective of black females. And I love that show. Like, there's parts of it where I'm like, ah, Issa. But, like, nothing, nothing for me to bitch about. Not, not like no talent. I'm excited show. for season four. And I love that show. And then you have like Atlanta, where you have Donald Glover, who literally like went and sold this idea to Netflix of this black rapper in Atlanta, and then switched it up on them last minute. And he literally, it's like the same show as Easter Rays, but it's literally a show of like a bunch of black people living in Atlanta, living their everyday life. There is a rapper, but it's not about him. You know what I mean? There's weed, but it's not about that. It's like, it's kind of like a dramedy, like a serious comedy dramedy. But it's just a bunch of black people living in Atlanta and those little gems he puts in every episode. You know what He's I a mean? Like, writer. It's like like it's just like I like the new black renaissance. You have you have uh the show Chewing Gum, if you're really into like the British show, the British shows. Where it's literally like Chewing Gum is like the real awkward black girl. No distance, right? I'm just saying Chewing Gum is like a British black girl who's not a, who's supposed to be not like the typical pretty long hair weed she's, type of She bullshit. actually is awkward and, and she's says awkward. things and does things that make no sense. And she's awkward to the point where it's so awkward. It's so unorthodox it's so and uncharismatic. charismatic. But also, too, she does some things that actually make you uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, you physically feel the discomfort and that's what makes it so real. And she's hilarious. And she wrote it, and which is, she she wrote it. And, and like, it's just, it's, it's uh, I she love that show. She could have been inspired by Issa Rae's Awkward I Black actually Girl. watched I Chewing Gum twice over, I like, love the Chewing whole, Gum. like, And, like, so Chewing Gum is filmed in, like, in, like, this estate, which is, like, a hood when you go to yeah. the UK. But it's, like, they've made it so colorful and interesting that you don't even know. Yeah, with the like, way, it's, just, it's very the way, well like, done. The way the show is lit, the I costuming, just, everything, it's I, so good. I think the reason why I love this era is because... I think, to bring it back to what I was saying before, right? I think back in the 70s, of course, black exploitation in the 80s and 90s, you had a lot of movies that were written by white people that starred black people to play stereotypical roles. You're the yeah. thug, you're the gangster, you're the pimp, you're the welfare mother, you're the trick. Yeah. You're, you're, you're the gold-digging black girl. And then I think that that had a large impression on us as a people. Yeah. But I think that, like... Due to the Cosby show in a different world, all those black people that got inspired by that, that went to university in the 90s and early 2000s, they're the ones now behind the camera, no longer in front of the camera. And they're, they're creating, they're directing, they're producing, they're, they're, they're writing these TV shows. So now you're finally getting TV shows written not only for black people, but by, by black, black people. people. And you, you can tell because it's like they make fun of the old stereotypes. It's yeah. like boondocks on steroids everywhere. And it's like, I love it. Like, I love it. I love, uh, like, Dope. Dope was like the typical hood movie from the nerd perspective. Like, yeah, I just but that movie love was it. good. It's like, it's it like there's good. this whole, like, middle class black area that's coming up. And, and I love it. Like, I love Ava DuVernay. I love Donald Glover. I, I love it. I love it. It's I nice think, being it's able great. to see those who have that creativity in them create such a dynamic and interesting shows, interesting yeah. movies. I mean, Jordan Peele. There you go. Jordan like, Peele Peel. is another one. Oh like, my like, gosh. Like he, he had the show where it was literally like like Chappelle's show, but like 
I thought it was pretty fine. I thought the skits were okay. Not as good as Chappelle's show. So I don't want to compare it to that. But, but it's going to zone merit. Jordan Peele create, just like, doing what he did with Get Out and then with Us. And, and the fact, like, just... Amazing. Blew, blew my mind he, and also he blew literally reopened the horror genre the yeah, horror genre but, had literally been like the same two things you either had the classic horror characters like Freddy and Jason and then you had they've jump been scare. playing up for years and then you had the classic thrillers where the girl falls up and she's a little college girl and he kills her and then you had the exorcist movies yeah like he literally reawakened that genre, that and he, and purge. And honestly, he made it, yeah, purge too. But he made it so much better. Yeah. <laughs> like Jordan Beale took a genre that I felt like was dying because it was the same thing and recycled over and over again. And then he created Get Out, and I was just like, okay, no, this Amazing. is good. And then then us, then us, and I was just like, Amazing. What? Like this? And the funny thing is that even though it's classified as a horror genre, it's so much more than that. And this is why I know so Tyler Perry can oh my do gosh. better because all of these people have to write scripts and sell them to white networks to get it put on there. They don't have Tyler Perry. And they've been able to usher in the new black renaissance, which is literally just black projects that make you think. Yeah. Black projects never made you think. It's it was like, either some typical gangster shit, some white savior shit, like... It's tons like... Of, it never made you think. But it's like when... It, like Ava DuVernay doing When They See Us. Like that, like, that's gut, that, like that was gut wrenching. Central Park Five. But it all made of that. you, it made you think, and it made you look back and say, "How could this happen?" And it everything made you so passionate about. I know every single thing. Like it's just like everything. Everything that she creates is thought provoking, and it actually makes you feel something because you're like, "What?" Like, it, it, and it also educates the crap out of you because you realize everything that's going on. It's just, it's so powerful. And I love that. Like, I love. And I wish that they. I, I can't. I wish that they. I wish that that's what Tyler Perry would do. And I exactly. And I always talk about like those movies. Hopefully, and those TV shows are going to influence a whole new generation. Like I absolutely love it. I because think they will. It's just like it's just like it's something different for them to look at. It's a yeah. different type of imagery, right? Like yeah. the movies are actually making you think. The movies like you're putting black people in space. You're putting black people in different scenarios. It's not like before where it's like if it wasn't a slave movie or a biopic, yeah. then it was just some nigga shit. You know what I mean? But it's actually... And nigga shit is fine. But when <laughs> nigga shit is the only shit out there, it's like... just nigga, When I was younger, I loved the nigga shit. But as I got older, I was like, oh, this is really trash. Well, it's like it's, 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 it's like when you go and you watch like Austin Powers again. As and you know how bad it is? And you're like, yo, I love like, this. this entertained me, and now so I'm like, why? But it's like, no, I, I love what each of them are doing. Like, they inspire me to keep writing my shit. They inspire me to keep creating my shit because now I know that there's a lane for my shit. It's kind of like it, it's kind of like how Kanye West came out and changed the whole gangsterness of rap music and made it kind of like 808s and you could talk about your feelings and yeah. nerd rap. And then after that, you got Lupe, you got J Cole, you got Kendrick. They're all off the same cloth. You got Kid Cudi, right? That's what it's kind of like. And it's like they're like my Kanye, and they show me and other creatives that like, okay, we can write a movie about our truth. We don't have to lie and gangster it up and nigga it down. We can write a movie about what we want it to be about. We can write an intellectual black project. We can write a horror black project. We can write a passionate black love project. It doesn't have to have the typical cliches in it all the and time. stereotypes. And they kind of broke that down. And that's why I love this new black renaissance. Like, I finally look forward to black movies now. I look yeah. forward to this shit. Other than Tyler Perry shit. Like, I get hyped knowing I when Tyler Jordan Peele is about to make something or Ava DuVernay is exactly. about to do something. I get so excited. Speaking of Jordan Peele, he actually did a TV show for Amazon Prime. 
and it's going to be coming out soon and it's like he it's about it's actually about nazis <laughs> and these people who like hunt them it looks really really cool and i'm assuming that because jordan peele is like the writer producer it's going to be dope okay. so yeah that's actually it. cool al pacino it. is going to be in it i want you right see that's what i'm saying cool projects and this cool is the things. thing and i'm not as i said i'm not disrespecting tyler perry i respect him as a black man but i'm just saying if you have these people who have to sell their scripts to white networks and they're able to make interesting content. Why are you making the same content? I understand you have your audience and you feel like if it, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it's like, bro, like it's dragged out. It's the same shit again and again and again. Yeah, like, but it doesn't help you, that you people who are so obsessed with everything that he does is keep, keep buying into this and as, praising it. As I said, I don't want to diss him. I think he's great as It's a not about being. dissing him. It's about just the real, it's just about a realistic point of view. He you know creates what, what he it's, creates, yes, because this is what he knows, but he also has an audience that feeds into it who unfortunately don't want to see anything else that can be dynamic, thought-provoking, can be intriguing, interesting, true. make His you think. Like, that, that's what happens. It's, it's the same thing. I say the same about him I feel about David Banner. It's like, I love David Banner as a person, but I'm not really a fan of his music. I say the same thing about... Um, what's his face? Chance the Rapper. I yeah. love Chance the Rapper as a person, but his I'm not a Chance the Rapper music fan. And that's fine. I don't have to be a Tyler Perry fan. I can appreciate Tyler Perry as a man. But I would appreciate it 15 movies in, 20 years in. We could switch up. You do realize that at the end of the day, the only way that he'll ever evolve is he breaks the mold that he created for himself. That's how evolution happens. You stop oh, trying to fit know. into this he, he mold. Medea, you break so it. Maybe. No, but I'm saying you break it and you start yeah. and you keep going and you break another one and you keep going and you break another one and you keep going. That's how evolution occurs, especially when you want to create. Being mm -hmm. a creative means it's never ending. It never stops. You always find a new way to create. If you're not willing to be able to do that for yourself, then what are you doing it for? What is the, what is the point of being a creative? All you're going to do is do the same damn thing. Fucker. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Like I don't get that. I will never understand that. So, I just think that he's stuck himself inside of a box and he doesn't want to leave the box because he's comfortable. No, I agree with you. So, and like I said, I'm happy to see the the new Black Renaissance coming up. And I think it was actually my boy DM that coined that for me. But I'm I'm happy to see it. Like I make like we watched um if Beale Street could talk. Great movie. And now I'm happy to see Issa Rae shit. Like Such yo, a good movie. this generation has got me black back into black love movies. Yeah. Like, I remember the Love Jones and the Love and Basketball. Like, they brought me back into black love movies. Not Tyler Perry's black horror shit, but actual black love movies. It's just like, they brought me back into that shit, yeah. man. And, like, I love it. I love I've it. I've watched and the preview for movie so many times for the are real, But it's like, not to compare to fucking white people, but it's just like, yo, perfect example. White people will make movies about a molester and a this and a this, but they'll also make just regular romantic comedies about like two people just in love. Remember that movie that we watched where the couple it's like good night, good morning, whatever, whatever. And it's three. It's basically like three. After sunset, before sunrise, and something else. It, Ethan Hawke is in it. It's literally a They're romantic so, movie that they filmed over the over the course of like twenty years. It's so good. The actors grew up and they just like around the world meeting each other. And the whole movie is dialogue. Before the sunrise, dialogue after is, sunset, and then I think something midnight. I can't remember, but, the, but they're amazing. The they're dialogue so is so good that you're engaged in the movie the whole time. Imagine two hours of dialogue and you don't blink. Like, it's just like... You would never think that something that's shot on single camera, especially with a single camera just running, good, but because good. of the way that it was written, like he mentioned, as well as the dialogue, you're completely enamored by their relationship because the way the relationship is written is and so good. He, he makes romantic comedies. And it's like, yo, you could even make a regular-ass romantic comedy 
of just two couples, corny, falling in love, typical dates. Make it like Hitch. I would rather that shit. Like, I'm just <laughs> tired of seeing a black woman being battered and beaten by a black man. Like, it's like, yo, it's it's too much, man. It's it's too much. Like, as a black person, I feel a way. I feel a way. I think everybody who is black should feel a way about the fact that they're only being portrayed as one thing. Oh, man. Like, it's 2020. We don't have to keep... Like, it's literally waiting to exhale, and I love waiting to exhale. I love but that But it's waiting soundtrack. to exhale on steroids. <laughs> It's literally waiting to exhale on steroids. When Wayne Textile came out, it was the first of its kind. And at least Wayne Textile had better character development. It but did. imagine waiting to exhale was still being made to this day. Well, it is, Tyler Perry. But you know what? Let's let's move past this. <laughs> it's waiting to exhale, made by Tyler Perry. So it brought it down to like brought it down like ten I, notches. I don't even I don't even really want to want to give it too much, man. But no, I'm I like to see this new era of Black Renaissance. I love it. I love what's coming out. I love what everybody's doing. It's like when I was in college and we used to have conversations about this and about how black media needs to change and we need to create these dynamic characters and what happened to this and what happened to that and they're bringing it back. They're bringing it, like everything we used to talk about when I was at university and it was a group of us, they're bringing it back and I love it. I love it to death. I absolutely love it, man. But the one thing I will say is that I've noticed that Especially with like the black American, the black American actors. I know Samuel Jackson came out and talked about this and a few other people. They seem to have this issue with black British actors. And I don't understand why. Like Samuel Jackson and them came out about John Boyega and talking about like, oh, they could have got because he was in a movie after Star Wars where it was filmed in L.A. And he was living with his younger brother in the car and he put on like like an L.A. accent. And they're like, oh, they could have got somebody actually from L.A. to do that. And then they, they did it again with like the, like the David guy from Get Out when Get Out first came out. Yes. They, they, Samuel Jackson said they could have got an American black person who's experienced racism. To, to do this. Okay. Which doesn't make any sense because that has nothing to do with how well an actor acts. This is, this is my thing. And I've never I don't seen wanna, so many people be so mad at classically trained people. I don't want to be... Like, okay. Look at how they okay, got no, on no, about okay, the woman okay, who played okay, Harriet. Okay, okay. We, we, we need to stop that, too. We, we need to stop that, too. Because, oh, you're leaning in. Because, because the, the one thing that I hear black American actors always say is like, oh, the reason why they get roles is because they're all classically trained in Juilliard. That's not true. That is... Oh, not, sorry, Juilliard. Classically trained in Shakespeare. That's not true. There are some black people who live in the UK who were privileged to have enough money to be able to go to universities and schools yeah. where they could have that training. And there's other black people that talented. live in the UK, same as the ones that live in the US, who just happen to be talented. They're not classically trained. No, they're just I talented. I think there's this stereotype that when you live in the UK, and I'm pretty sure the UK people are going to love to hear this, there's this stereotype that when you live in the UK that like because you speak the Queen's English... You all of a sudden learn Mozart. You all of a sudden learn Mozart, and you learn this, and you learn this. That's not true. Like that is not true. We live in Canada, and we have our own stereotypes, and we know that shit ain't true. No, right? obviously, so, so I, wasn't... I don't want to say that. Like the woman that played Harriet Tubman, yes, she's classically trained. No, no, that's what I was saying. They I went in no, on I, her I, for I, that, I, I, and I, I didn't understand that though, because an saying. actor is an actor. Doesn't matter if they you went to be, school I or think didn't. You'd want to be trained. No, I'm saying, but if I'm saying, but if an actor is an actor. If you are naturally just born with talent or have the privilege to be able to be classically yeah. trained, what difference does it make if you are American or British? What difference does it make? It doesn't, I it just, doesn't matter. I just, I think, 
because I hear a lot of black American actors say certain things about black UK actors. And one of them is that like, oh, they're they're British, so so they're 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 all trained from grade one. I'm like, that's not true. Like that is that is a stupid stereotype. It's the same reason how they say, oh, David couldn't do Get Out because how does a what does a British man know about racism? I'm like, what? I think this this is the thing I've noticed. Then I've noticed. It's like they think that racism doesn't noticed. happen in and England. It, it sure as hell I, does. I know I'm gonna get a lot of flack for this. Oh, I know it's coming, right? For what? Uh. And I, I see I see a lot of black Americans do this shit to Drake. I see this a lot. Okay. And it's just like a lot of black Americans, not all, just some, some, some. Maybe the ones that are the loudest voices. They have this they have this um this belief that they are blackness, that they are the blackest people, that they've created whatever blackness is, that they are black. And that's fine, right? But it's just like, if we're going to really go to the depths of this shit, the blackest people would be people in Africa because the rest of us are slaves. That's some kind of but arrogance right there. Whatever the case is. But it's this, it's this, it's this thing, you know what no, I mean? I know, I know. Where, where you go to America and they're like, oh, I'm black. You're Jamaican. I'm black. Here it is. Like, I don't understand the fucking I'm the knee. I'm not Jamaican. Yeah, we know. We know. We know. I'm, I'm half Jamaican, so I don't have Jamaican, half Trini, so that's fine. But it's it's the fact of like there's this idea and that spreads across all boards where it's like now you have people like Drake who's Canadian or or like John Boyega who's British and they get made fun of for not being black enough to some type of American black standard. I don't even get what the American black standard is, but there's this whole idea of you're not black enough because you're not American. I would think that Africa would be the epicenter for blackness. Exactly. The content of Africa. But like, let's fuck it right and i think that's what bleeds into a lot of these things mm-hmm. because the reason why like first of all race happens everywhere i don't know if like americans get the concept of the diaspora but it's like there was africa they started slavery and took everyone to the caribbean and united states of america so the americas they slaved them in the caribbean and they slaved them in america Eventually, around 1960, when the European powers decided to let everybody get their freedom, all the people that were from the English Caribbean, so Jamaica, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, Guyana, whatever the case is, and all the people who were colonized in Africa with English colonizers, so Ghana, Nigeria, whatever the case may be, they all traveled and migrated when they got their freedom from colonization and British rule or whatever European mm-hmm. rule in the 1960s, they traveled and went to, to the English-speaking countries. They went to Toronto in Canada. They went to London in the UK. They went all over the States. And the same thing had happened with the French people. You got Court d'Ivoire, Congo. Then you got Haiti, St. Lucia. They're all in Montreal in Canada. They're in Paris They're in Paris. France. You know what I mean? Like, like, that's the concept. So, first of all, there are black people everywhere. If Europe ran your country, you're there now. Yeah, that's There's true. black people everywhere. Yep. There's millions of black people in Canada, millions in, in, in the UK. There's millions in, in America. I think it's because America is, is the television for the world. And black America's black America is the tastemakers for America. Well, they're the loudest they, voice. That's why. Well, they're also the tastemakers for America. Yeah. So they get to dictate the idea of what this is, right? Yeah, okay, and if true. you don't fit into this, then then you you know you, then you can't be black or whatever the yeah, case yeah, is, whatever the bullshit it. is, That's right? True. People people know what I'm talking about when I say this. But what I'm saying is that like, yes, there are poor black people in Britain. If 
poverty is what makes you black, if that's what you think makes you black. At the same time, there is racism in Britain. If you go back, there was riots in Brixton and everything going way back. But people don't think way, about that, and they also don't know about that because they don't bother to educate themselves on what people's experiences are. The same way there's racism in Canada. Listen, there is racism everywhere. If you think America is the epicenter for racism, Europe created racism. And then Europe created America. <laughs> It was Spain and Portugal that started slavery, not America. So, like, America came in years later when Spain and Portugal created them and England. So, that's I don't even understand the concept of this. So, it's like everything that you experience as a black person in America is experienced worldwide by black people. Racism is not one thing that exists only in America. It's worldwide. It's worldwide. There's football players in Italy and all over Europe that get bananas thrown at them, Right. I'm getting off topic, obviously, with this shit. What I'm saying is, like, when it comes to the black American actors, I noticed that, like, the constant theme with African Americans is that, like, either they're not... They're not African American and don't know our experience, Mm -hmm. but that's fine. But, like, I swear my whole life, I've seen African American actors play Africans, Caribbeans, Tay Diggs... Did the worst Jamaican impression in how Stella got her groove back. back. Cool runnings. Every one of them people is American. And the accent was trash. You know what's really funny? Will Smith played the South African doctor. I know, for concussion. Like, who Will- played a... Um, um, fuck. Name the movie. King of Scotland. About I forget who played him now, but I'm, it's coming to me. But He was also in The Butler. What's his face? With, with the bad eye. Ah, uh, I know he... Forrest Whitaker. Thank you, Forrest Whitaker, yeah. Like, Americans have been playing Africans but and Caribbeans do, for years and British black people. But you do understand that <laughs> even though... It's okay for them to do it? Yeah, because they think that they're the only ones who experience racism. Here's the thing. Everyone, well, you can play other people's thing, parts. No, but here's the thing, though. Everyone experiences it in a different way. It doesn't diminish the experience or what they have or what, what they've been through. That's the problem. They think that they're the only ones who truly understand it. That's not the way that it works. Well, Americans, whenever I go on Twitter, I'll always see Americans jumping on, like, like an African or Caribbean American, like an Amanda Seals or Issa yeah. Rae, and be like, you can't speak on our shit because you don't, because you're not, you're not, you're not black, or you're not African American, which is what they call black. And I'm just like, I don't understand it. It's like when everybody was doing the reparations conversation. And yes. these people, as soon as anybody who was of Caribbean or African descent came in, like Godfrey, they jumped down their throat. And it's like, dog, if, if reparations happened, we wouldn't get it. Like, we live in Toronto. If they were to give reparations to the black people in Canada, I wouldn't get shit. It would be to the black people of Nova, Nova Scotia. Scotia. I wouldn't get nothing. Now, if Britain decided to act right... That'd be different. ...and provide some reparations, and France decided to act right... That'd be different. ...and provide some reparations for the Caribbean, oh, it would be beautiful. That'd be, that'd be completely different. I'd be able to build generational wealth in a second. I know. But, nonetheless, back to the main topic... It's just, there's this concept of we can play you, but you can't play us. Yeah. And that's why I don't understand. It's like, so you're allowed to extend your black voice to be anybody's culture, but we can't play you. No, because your voice should not be heard because you don't understand. That's exactly what they're saying. Listen, man, if you are black and you are talented, let that person win. First of all, the fact that you are a black person born in the United States who is able to make it in the United States is fucking amazing. Yes. And I think I think it's another concept that a lot of Americans might not get. America is the epicenter for the media. America is the epicenter if you want to be a singer, a rapper. A dancer. A dancer. 
anything. If you want to be an athlete, you want to be in ball, <laughs> football, as long as it's not sports. soccer, football, that's not, yep. then like a Mary Epicenter for everything. Yep. So it's just like, you could be, like for you to want to be a rapper in, if you're from Canada and you want to be a rapper in the States, like Drake did, you have to be the best in Canada. Then you have to be able to go to America and be the best over there to make it. Right. Same thing with like Stormzy or any UK artist who, who does grime and all of that. Like, like you don't understand how good you have to be. Like, like I said, I have my TV show, The West End, right? And the basis of my TV show is it's about two characters, one of Canadian Jamaican descent and one of Canadian Ganyan descent. Both of these characters are first-generation Canadians, Jamaican and Ganyan descent. They're growing up in Toronto. It's kind of a coming-of-age story. But it deals with the fact that these two characters want to be in love and can't be because of the cultural difference. Anybody from the UK knows what I'm talking about. Anybody from New York knows what I'm talking about. Anybody from Toronto knows what I'm talking about. Where when you live in these diaspora cities, usually outside of America, they're mostly filled with Africans and Caribbeans mm -hmm. from from whatever country that speak the, that language that you're that you're presently with, right? And it's just like a lot of times we fight amongst each other over culture. You're Jamaican, I'm Nigerian, you're Ganyan, I'm Somalian. We fight amongst each other over religion and culture. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just like to have a TV show about two people of the same race, different culture, and you got this Romeo and Juliet concept where they want to be together and can't be together, and that's just one part of the show, right? But it's just like that concept's never been shown before. So obviously I'm building it up. I got my writers with me, and I think it's a great idea, and we're trying to put it out, right? But it's just like at the end of the day, for me to do that, I have to generate enough buzz here. I have to win here to be able to go over there and win there. Like, if you think it's hard to go from Alabama to New York, it's even harder to go from London or Toronto to America. Yeah, agreed. It's hard. Agreed. So when you see a Idris Elba and all of these actors, I'm not saying they worked harder, but just know they are the best of the best to make it out the pond. The best of the best. So there's a certain amount of respect you got to have with that. And then to turn around and say, you can't play us because you're not like this. Nigga, we still got white people playing black roles in British accents. Egyptians. But you're getting mad at <laughs> this guy, John Boyega, for playing an American. You're getting mad at David for playing an American. Like, I don't even understand it. Like, like it's like we're fighting each other, but, but these same black actors don't say nothing when their white colleagues want to play black people and get nominated for Oscars. Their mouth stay shut. Yeah. They want to play them and with different accents that don't even belong but culturally or appropriate whatsoever with the character. We're always in a situation where we feel more comfortable fighting each other than we do fighting other people. And, like, I don't understand the whole, like, let's hate on the wave of British actors. If anything, I'm happy to see it. I commend it. I get a nice little variety now. Yeah. How do you feel? Honestly, I don't really understand why people have so much hate. Americans have this ten have a tendency to believe that they're the only ones who can, like I said before. And it's so interesting to see the way that they kind of like lash in to people who happen to play these parts. And you kind of think about it and you're like, why is it that their blackness is not black enough even though they're black? <laughs> like, I just, well, even though that, that whole sentence that it said makes absolutely no sense. Usually if they're outside but, of America, no. they're coming from a direct African no, 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 obviously. heritage. 
But, but that black, doesn't ain't black enough. That's what I'm saying, though. That's what I just said. I'm like, how is it that a black actor playing a character who is black is not black enough to play that black character? That sentence does not make any sense. That statement makes no sense because it, it is ignorance, but it's also really sad because it's you're shitting on people that are your people. Yeah, they might you're, not live in your country, but they're, they're still, still your, people. your people. And you and you and instead of instead of bigging them up and being proud that this is happening, where there are actually more black actors who gives a shit if they're not American, but there's more black actors, there's more black talent, there's more black people who are be in music. Like I don't I don't understand why it, there's so much hate. Like I don't get it. I feel as if it is just some type of thing that's been ingrained in them where they're just like, no, unless you're American, you're really not black. You don't experience racism because you're not American. You don't know what it's like to be us. Well, guess what? You don't know. Guess what, though? You don't know what it's like to be us either. Doesn't change. It doesn't. But but it doesn't change anything. No, but you you, said it's true. Like, maybe you should come over to a different black, to a different country. And see what it's like. And live amongst those black people and see how closely their experience is knit to yours. Or see how different it is in yours. It's like it's like when yeah. Goldberg came to when she oh, was yeah. on the View and talking about she filmed something in Toronto and there's and, and black people in Toronto don't understand the word nigga what yeah which was bullshit I never but understood like, that remember, she got ripped apart on Twitter for remember, that remember she's downtown she's yeah. amongst downtown is mostly white people to be exactly honest, but, but she got ripped she got ripped apart on Twitter because people are like how dare you say such a statement when you don't even know anything but what I'm trying to ignorant. say when I say that the fact that like you don't know us either like our experiences it doesn't belittle your experience and it doesn't change it. It just means you don't understand. You just don't get it, and that's fine. You want, you but you can't know. take away. You can't take away what it feels like to have someone look at you, and actually think that they have the nerve to be like, "Yo, what's up, my nigga? What the fuck did you just say to me?" Like, <laughs> like, wanna, or to have wanna, people think that they can call you certain things or try and touch your hair and make you feel like you're a fucking object just because. Just because, it's not. Just because you don't experience it doesn't mean it's not actually happening. You don't get to belittle someone else's experience just because it's not the, the same as yours. The same shit that happens in America is the same shit that happens right, in Right, but that's Canada, what I'm trying to say. The same shit that happens in the UK. But the that's same my shit point. That my in point Germany, is is that even though same shit that happens in Paris, everyone's experience with the same thing is it is the same. same. It just may affect them differently. Just same because you don't understand Montreal, it doesn't mean it doesn't you, happen. You it does, it, it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. You want to know what it is? It goes back to what we're talking about before. It's the oppression Olympics. It's and I've said this before. Like black people, as much as they hate white supremacy they are so governed by white here. supremacy that white supremacy actually defines who they are so it's like you judge a black person by how much white supremacy they have yeah. faced in their life yeah. so if you grew up in the hood and your mom was a crackhead and your dad was this you're blacker than anybody else yep or if if you if you if you if if, if you were really about the shits and you you was in a gang or you was this, you're blacker than anybody else, right? But if you grew up with parents who worked hard and you could afford a little bit more, but it's still struggling, it's like it keeps diminishing your blackness because it's the oppression. It's the concept of I had it harder than you, mm-hmm. and and the harder you had it is the blacker you are because we still, as much as we hate white supremacy, we govern ourselves by it. So I've experienced more white supremacy than you have, so I'm blacker than you. Yep. It's the most ignorant shit ever. And we do it this is, all the time, right? But it hasn't changed. We know. taught, we, like, it, it has not changed. But yet we yell out black excellence, and it's like... And do the complete opposite. <laughs> things don't add up. But we do the complete opposite. I always say, it's like, Will Smith and Jada are black, but their kids are white, right? It's, it's a stupid concept. It makes no sense, right? It, it's yeah, like, it's dumb completely done but either way like yeah when it comes to the to the black british actors like i love it i 
I love it. I, I love to see the new black renaissance. It's a new there's, wave. There's black British people within the new black renaissance. I love to see the wave of black British actors because I just want to see a different perspective. Maybe I'll get to see some British black movies that I don't have to search on the internet for that will come out in theaters here. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I just, like, yeah, Top Boy is a TV show, but movies and things. Like, it's just, it's different. And I love British black actors and British black movies because... We have the same culture here. We have the same, like, African and Caribbeans migration together. Our slang is the same. Our culture is the same. So, like, a couple words are different, like, Pang and it. But, like, I love their movies because I feel like, I feel like, it's, I feel like it's our movies. It's the same exact culture. So mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I love black American movies, too. Black American movies and music literally raised me along with soca and reggae. So it's, it's like I love it, too. But it's just, like, it's okay to, to add more to the pot. Like, you got the pot of gumbo. And it's like hip hop and R and B and gospel, and it's okay to add a little reggae, a little soca, a little Afro beats. Like it's okay to add a little British, a little Black German, a little Black French. Just mix that shit up. Mix that shit up. It, it doesn't. Shouldn't, it shouldn't actually matter. One thing. But it shouldn't actually matter. Bottom line, it shouldn't matter. Listen, man. The best actors will get hired, and like I said, the black actors that make it here across the pond have to be amazing. To get it over here, so the the cream rises to to the top. Yeah, you know what I mean. No, you're right. That's you're all right. that is. Yeah, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> huh? How do you feel? I feel like I'm tired. I shouldn't have talked about Tyler Perry. Anyway, piss me off. Let us know what you guys think in the comments about anything that we brought up or any ideas of anything that you guys want to see next. Of course, the episodes that were mentioned will be linked in the eyes, so they'll be up there. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add? No, that's it. No. Black History Month will probably we'll, we'll probably post this during February. So. Yeah. Happy Black History Month. And the only other thing I want to add is um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. To be and honest, Gigi. this is a day after. This yesterday, Kobe Bryant passed away. Mm-hmm. I don't know when we're gonna post this, but it's just like Kobe hit me, but his daughter hit me way harder than he hit me. Like I grew up on Kobe Bryant, so for my generation, I was born '89, so and we can make this its own thing. So for my generation, like Kobe Bryant was our Michael Jordan. What I mean by that is like Michael Jordan started in the 80s and ended off in 97 and then came back on the Wizards. We don't really have to talk about that. But it's just kind of like Face Jam came out when I was eight. Like Michael Jordan was playing when I was a kid, but I was also a kid. So I was watching it because my brothers were watching it and I was aware who Michael Jordan was. Obviously, I love Space Jam. I grew up and everybody wanted to be Michael Jordan. I was born 89. So Michael Jordan retired. I was eight for the first time. And like I was, I saw him go to baseball and I saw him come back. I saw the whole thing. But it's just like... Kobe Bryant started, played, and retired when when I was alive and when I was conscious enough to be a part of it. Like, before the age of six, you ain't really conscious enough to really remember shit. You know what I mean? So it's like, to, to my generation, late 80s, early 90s, he's our Michael. The same way, if you were, if you were born, like, 95, 96, and by the time LeBron hit in, in, in like, in, in like 04, 05... You were like 10, then LeBron is your Michael and your Kobe. When Kobe hit, I was like 10. You know what I mean? So it's like, I were playing basketball, and every time you make a shot, you just yell out Kobe. So it's just like, it's a huge impact 
And then when his daughter passed away, it was it was horribly sad. And then he was just going to the game, which was going to be at a rec center where his daughter's team was going to be at. But it was going to be a bunch of kids. And he was like the epicenter of that. It's kind of, I guess it was like a coach thing. And it's just sad, man. Like him, his daughter died, her teammate her her parents died. Her sister died. So the Antebelli family, Chester, Mauser, and then, of course, the pilot whose it's name sad, was Ara, man. I believe. Yeah. And you never know when it's going to happen, man. And it's it's sad. Like, it took everybody by surprise. So it's really sad, man. And I, I'm not even a religious person, but I send prayers or my thoughts to those families out there, especially Kobe's wife. But all the families need to have the same equal respect, right? So... I send my prayers out to all of them and you never know when something may happen or it may end so cherish the people who are the closest to you is my message we'll see you in the next one